Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson here in the Radish Garden. Our guy Steven is running the show today. Okay, I'm going to tell you the score in case you didn't watch the game, and I'm going to say it wasn't as bad as the score says. The Blackhawks lost to the Rangers 7-1 to at home. Touchdown. That happened. That actually happened. Uh, the Rangers' Cairo Santos did not miss the extra point. Um, boy, it was. Uh, it, it's crazy to say, like, for like large swaths of this game, the Hawks played really well. They just don't have the ability to put the damn puck in the net. That's it. They uh, they deserve better in that first period. They played real well the first seven or eight minutes, and then one goal turned into two, turned into three, but then they got one back early in the second, and you're like, hey, they're getting some chances here. Once the Rangers got that fourth goal, oh, it, was, it was done. Toast. The, the, it, it, oh, they just were like, you know what? We're going to phone it in from here, and... Uh, just, uh, just. I mean, I have the greatest job in the world. Yep. Except for two and a half hours every game day. <laughs> These games are really hard to watch. It's just getting harder and it, harder and harder to watch. Yeah, and, and what's hard about it to me is not the losing. It's, it's painful to imagine being a Blackhawk. Like, it has to absolutely suck for these guys. And you saw Jake McCabe tonight was having none of it. Yeah, he was not Just, a happy time. And look, he, there, was a, there was a breakaway where him and Jones got crossed up on defense. He didn't play perfect by any means. But, like, it's just a, a lot on these guys who, look, they went in there after the first period, and they probably heard from Luke Richardson, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You're playing pretty well. They're losing three to nothing. Yeah. The games, for all intents and purposes, is over. Well, it was over when it was two to nothing, and they played a solid overall game. It's just, it is a, it is like we say every night, a matter of talent. Jason brings up a good point, and we're going to get to this a little deeper as we go on. Twelve turnovers, yes, they were turning the puck over a lot, but again, these turnovers turn into or are the result of rather the lack of talent. We talk about it all the time. The passes at the feet. The uh, pucks that skate away at the blue line. The passes to no one because they don't quite have the, the punk sense, puck sense to know where their teammates are. Like, you can, you can go X's and O's, analytics, whatever you want to do. The bottom line is this roster just flat out sucks. Taves and Kane are not good enough hockey players anymore to carry this team to victory. They're just not. Seth Jones, as much as we like him, is not a good enough number one defenseman to pull this team to victory. They simply don't have they don't have a goalie who's gonna steal a game. They don't have a goal scorer who's gonna take the thing over. They just really don't. That's what the problem is. They don't have the talent. And this is a result. They have the worst roster in hockey. And guess what? In two months, it's going to be significantly worse. <sighs> significantly worse. <sighs> breathe <laughs> i just gotta keep telling myself this is exactly where i want to be yes. this is exactly where it's going to get better but man nights like tonight night weeks like this week months like this month are just 
Oh, I can't. If it's wearing on me, it's wearing on us. It's wearing on the the people covering this team. I can't imagine what it's doing to the guys in the locker room. I these are like, these are proud yeah. individuals. And Mario, uh, talking before the game, Mario was at morning skate this morning, and he said in the room before, uh, right after morning skate, there was they were actually like having some fun interaction with uh, Kane and Taves and, and Max Domi. I said Max. And uh, Peter Morazic were kind of uh, laughing about uh, the two-puck game they play at the end of practice. And, and they were so, like, they were loose and they were feeling good and they were joking with each other. And then, you know, it just is what it is. The Blackhawks don't have the talent to cash in on their opportunities Every mistake they made tonight ended up in the back of their own net. And when the Rangers made a mistake, the Hawks either fumbled the chance or Igor Shesterkin was there to make the save. And yep. it just, it just, I don't know how the Blackhawks, I don't know how this Rangers team lost to the That woke them up, though. You're welcome, sure Rangers. Six in a row now for Seven. Them. Seven, yep. The Blackhawks have not won since they beat the Rangers, and the Rangers have not lost since the Blackhawks the Black beat them Hawks on December third. They haven't even led, right? Since they played the baby Rangers. steps, let's get a lead. Was that December? 3rd? December third. Are both yeah. of those seven game streaks? Then? Seven game streaks. Both teams. Both yep. teams. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, we so have, you're yeah. welcome, New York Ranger fans, for the Blackhawks lighting the fire under your overrated asses to finally start playing hockey. Uh, some comments in the chat. I want to get to scroll up a little bit, Stephen. Uh, where did it go? How many high danger chances was the question? I'm sorry, I missed who that was from. The Hawks gave up 12 and uh, had nine of their own. So that's from Nate. Not too bad, but I said to you, I think it maybe the second period, way too many odd man rushes in this one. Yeah, well, a lot of that had to do with the defense was pinching in. Yes. Uh, they're trying to get, but that's what, that's what happens when you're down two or three goals. You get aggressive. And if you don't, if you can't get the puck past that first wave, it's usually a two-on-one going the other way. I said, I don't know if I said it to you or if I said it to Mario during the game, I think Luke Richardson needs to start finding guys every time they make a freaking drop pass. I'm tired of the drop passes. You're not good enough. There's nobody behind you good enough. Just skate forward, yeah. get it on the net, and go for a rebound. It's the yeah. only way this team's going to score. Stop putzing around. Like you're the 2013 Blackhawks. Every time a guy makes a drop pass, especially the drop pass to nobody, I love yeah, that one. Or that's, the other team. That's super effective. Luke Christian should be fining these guys like 100 bucks every time. Like They need a jar of their own that says no drop passes. And every time you 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 drop pass, like it's just it defeats the purpose. Why are we going backwards? Yeah, Colin Blackwell had an especially egregious one in this game where Colin Blackwell should sit for a while. Well, look, this is we can kind of get into this. Like I was talking to you as we were walking out of the UC after the second period today. Like, I don't know what it is, but some shakeup needs to happen for not like just for the sake of it, but maybe kind of right because things are going so poorly. Morale has to be so far down. You know, there's almost has to be some kind of you suggested Sit Jack Johnson for a while. He's starting to look like the Jack Johnson we thought we were getting instead of the guy we saw for the first 25 games of the year. He's 22 minutes a night. No, can't do that anymore. Maybe give him a break. Maybe mix up the D pairs. Maybe, I don't know, call up Josiah Slavin. I know it's like not going to fix everything, but just something. Give, give Cole Gutman a look. 
something. He's been playing new. really good for the for the Ice Hogs. Give Gutman a yeah, look. Yeah, and if give you're, Brent Senior a look. Yes, and if you're really hell bent about not calling up Reichel, which I get, why throw uh, Lucas Reichel? In, I almost said Robert Reichel. Wow, <laughs> why throw Lucas Reichel into this disaster? Fine, I get that, but something, yeah. something has to change. For the sake of the mental state of the team, of the fans, of the coaches, of everything, it's just it's just really, really hard. And look, like we're not close with these guys, but we're in the locker room several times a week. We talk to these guys all the time. For the most part, they're all really good dudes, and it's got to be so hard for them, so hard for them to go through this. It's just brutal. By the way, I just saw her name pop up for the first time. Region Rev, happy birthday. Region Rev, uh, thanks Happy for joining birthday. us as always. Uh, day one, Region Rev, pretty close to day one. She's been, she's an OG yeah. CHGO, but yeah. she's she, her and 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 our buddy Michael Colada are riding the Derek King guys. Yeah, th- this has nothing to do with Derek <laughs> King. There's no effing talent. Derek, Derek King, Scotty Bowman in his prime wouldn't win with this bunch of bums. You could say Scotty, but by the way. That one, that one yes. does not go in the jar. No, that we are allowed to say, Scotty. You could get the ghost <laughs> of any all-time great coach, and they're still going to suck. There's no talent. <laughs> There's no talent. Leave Derek King alone. Yeah. They don't suck because Derek King watches video. Also, let's not over-glorify Derek King's role on this team. No, he's there because they felt bad for him. Yes. He, like, They're they doing him like, a solid. Yeah, they say he handles the offense. Luke Richardson's a coach. Derek like Derek King's there Derek and he helps King, run practice. Yeah, he's a good guy in practice. And it was basically like, yeah, we're not going to give you the head coaching job, but we like you and we don't want to like screw you over. So here you go, and then keep that up that resume updated. You may need it. Yeah, like, like I like Derek King a lot, but and like just it's got nothing to do with him. Dick Irvin couldn't win with this sack of crap we got running on the ice right now. No offense, guys. <laughs> but it's just a bad roster. And the region rev says, I disagree, Greg. His wife's cookies are infused with some mojo. Maybe, we- that's it. Maybe they're weed cookies, and these guys are like, whoa, man. Those Rangers uniforms are great colors. Look at how fast they are. Wow. It, it's just, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like yelling. I don't like yelling at our, <laughs> our listeners. I love you guys, but we're yelling to let's, you. Yes. We're, we're, we're just you. as frustrated as you are. <laughs> yeah. Like there are, let's pick the correct Hills to die on. Yes. The Derek King is ruining the Blackhawks Hill is not the Hill. Yeah. Not that Hill. Windy yeah. City Hockey has a super chat, two bucks. Super chat. Richardson puts the same line. Uh, change him up, sure. Yeah. But you've got 12 guys that all do the same thing. <laughs> and none of it is any good. I don't know what you could do to change. Uh, they've, t- got, they've got Taves they've got, Kane, Domi, and and 12 eight, Reese Johnson. Yeah, like... <laughs> like... It's... it's uh. Sam Lafferty's on the top line. Yay for him. He was actually effective tonight. He was good. He was pissing people off. He, he injured like somebody <laughs> and, and tried to take out the goalie, you know. Yeah. Man, uh, it's... it's. Uh, but let's remember, we've got a very angry Bulls show oh wrapping up in the studio. We're not angry because this is exactly, exactly... What we wanted, what we hoped for, maybe not this bad, but you know what? Go big or go home. Ensure yourself 
the most ch- the best chance at that number one overall pick. They are. This is what we want. This is what was. This is by design, and the light is coming. And hopefully, he's wearing number ninety eight. <laughs> Greg, the Hawks won the possession battle in this game. They won the <laughs> they won the possession battle in the last game too. They had a fifty two percent Fenwick. Yeah, <laughs> they had two fewer scoring chances for than the Rangers. Oh my God, it's just they, so. It's it is. I, I, I don't know, like, there's 82 games, and we're going to say it every night. It's just talent. That's all it is. The Rangers and, were pretty much like, we're just going to sit back and wait till you F this up, and then yeah, we're going to go down and score. We know you're going to. Skip that, Johnson. That's right. Skate around, the, skate around the zone for 45 seconds and then turn it over at the blue line. We'll go score on a 2-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, Skip in the chat said um, uh, something, and I forgot what it was. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, keep going. Damn it. I had it in my mind, and I forgot. Um, oh yeah, Davidson did a great job stripping the Hawks of talent. Yes, that was his yes, job. He did as the rebuild. Uh, he did f- very well strip them of talent because guess what? If Dylan Strom and Dominic Kubalik and Alex DeBrincat are on this team, they're probably three or four games better and still missing the playoffs and still and and have no chance in hell at getting Fantilli or Bedard. Now they've got like a roughly forty something percent chance of getting one of those two. That's pretty good. That's the goal here. And you have at least one more pick in the first round this year. Yes. You've got at least two picks in the first round next year. So you make no more trades to get first-round picks. You're talking seven first-round picks over three drafts. That's how you rebuild. And if you get a Fantilli or Bedard in there, that's pretty darn good. So, yeah. um, Yeah. It's so here we are. Another loss. All right. Let's, you know, I think we've beaten this game into the ground enough uh, the hockey gods did shine on us again, topic wise today. Uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves played their one thousandth game together. Certainly one to forget, that's for sure. But we've got our uh, daily post game poll question going on right now. Who is the greatest duo in Blackhawks history? Is it Kane and Taves? Is it Hull and Makita? Or is it Keith and Seabrook? Vote in the chat, and we will get to that uh, discussion and those results later in the show. Um, I don't want to give my opinion on that just yet, but let's reflect a little bit on Kane and Taves who, you know, came into this organization with sky high expectations and absolutely delivered on them uh, really from day one. I remember I saw the highlight Jonathan Taves scoring his first NHL goal in his first NHL game on his first NHL shot. And, you know, Patrick Kane coming into the league and being a star level player right away and them winning a Stanley Cup in their third season. It's just remarkable what these guys have achieved in the city. And however it's going to come to an end, be it in March, be it the summer, be it in a year or two, maybe they both want extensions, who knows. Um, they're going to go down as one of the best tandems in Chicago sports history. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's just part of it is tough to see them go through this. It's tough to see those two guys have to try to go out and give everything they've got. And yeah, yeah, they're paid ten and a half million, and they should do that, of course. And they're both going to do that, of course. But it's just, it just sucks that the end of their time here is very likely going to be a lot of games like tonight. Yeah, they did a really cool little video montage uh, during the first TV timeout. 
little highlight package of the two of them and then you know uh, um, you know honoring them and put the, the graphic on the board let the crowd give them a standing ovation first of all it's it's a little disappointing and I get why, but like to not have their 1000th game in front of a full house of Blackhawk fans to give them that stand ovation kind of stinks a little bit, but yeah. there are just as many Ranger fans there as Blackhawk fans. Felt tonight. Like it. Um, but just watching that video, you know, it made me smile a little bit. It made me feel really old when yeah. they showed the clips of them from their rookie seasons. And when they were, you know, just felt feels like a lifetime ago. Um, it made me smile rem- reminiscing, but then it also made me feel a little melancholy because it's like, oh man, those days, those days are long gone. Um, you know, and when they come back, hopefully they're not going to be a part of it. So it, it, it sucks to, to have that. And then, you know, it's always, people are always going to remember how it ended for a while. Eventually that fades, but like people, yeah. you know, Brian Erlacher's career here didn't end very well. You know, no. he did his his play was went downhill. You know, there was you you could talk about a lot of different different players. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrooks, their careers didn't end great. You know, people were criticizing I was one of them. You know, oh, man, Brent, Brent, was Brent the, 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 the decline was fast. And yeah. Keith wasn't it was not as drastic, but there was a lot of so people have forgotten about it now, a couple of years later. But at the time, it sucks when legacies like that get tarnished. But none of this is their fault. You know, this team isn't as bad as they are because Kane and Taves. It just, there's nobody around them. And uh, good moment for them. It was kind of fun this week getting to be in the in the media scrums with the two of them as people were, you know, as different writers were doing, obviously doing features on that topic and asking questions and getting them to kind of try and get some stories out. You know, Kane, it was actually Kane that was a little more... Uh, um, uh, revealing than, yeah. than Taves, you know, Shocking. T- Taves said that, uh, you know, he didn't have any PG stories to tell from the road, but he did share a little fun story about, you know, when they were on a line, uh, early in their career, when they were on a line with Dustin Bufflin and he'd be like, you know, if it was a kind of like a, a quiet game or something was going on, I would go back to the bench and Bufflin would, would get there and go, Kaner, why didn't you pass it to Taser? He was wide open. And I'd, I'd look at him and go, yeah, I was wide open. Why didn't he get us going? And we'd start yelling at each other, and he'd just sit back and start laughing. So <laughs> Dustin Buffalo just writes the just, lights of Yeah, he just away. he just stirs stirs it and goes. Yeah. Um, well, that, it was like when Hosa was telling us, he was sitting between the two of them as they are yelling at each other, you pass it, you pass the puck. Is it, I I can't get Vince Vaughn out of my head. Brother. Is it you tighten up? Is that what is that what was that what the word was? Something like that from Wedding Crashers. But Taves and Kane are yelling at each other, and Host is just doing like just looking back and forth. And I'm like, what is wrong with these two? Shut up, you know. And it's they always kind of allude to the, um, I don't know what you would call it, like the the relationship that's not quite all seashells and balloons, right? It's a little bit rocky. Two different personalities. Two very different kind of players. Yeah. Um. And that I'm sure they had their friction. You know, like Taves is going in corners and winning battles, and Caner's just up. Oh, the piano arrived again. They're gonna. That's gonna be a battle for those guys a lot. And um, I also think both guys have an ego and the battle to see who is more beloved and who is the real star and whose team is it and all that stuff. That's all real, but. You could see, I mean, if nothing else, the mutual respect between the two of them. They have like, you know, probably like a brother 
brotherly relationship where they mm. probably want to kill each other half the time. Both but- of them also said they're almost kind of like a married couple yeah. at this point. Yeah. Where like sometimes you, they just one day, you know, just everything is going to get on your nerves one day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just you spend so much time together. I mean, they've literally spent half of their lives together almost. It, it's crazy to think like, honestly, you think about how much time these guys spend together between practice, morning skates, games, flights, training camp, playoffs, hotel room. Like, it's just endless. Yeah. And you have to get sick of each other. And they've been together for now, I mean, a thousand games. It's way more than that when you factor in playoffs. And, yeah, maybe one guy was dinged up but still traveling with the team. You've got to get on each other's nerves. It has to happen. But, look, I think we can sort of take the 30,000-foot view of Kane and Taves, throw this game aside for tonight and just say all of us in this chat, all of everyone watching on YouTube, everybody listening on the podcast should feel grateful that they had two of the greatest players in franchise history at the same time. And we will have those stories for our kids and our grandkids, just like our dads and our grandfathers and grandmothers and, and moms had stories about Makita and Hull for us. Yeah. Right. And we, we, we got, and guess what? We've got another tandem too and Keith and Seabrook. So make sure you vet, you vote on that poll uh, on the YouTube chat and uh, we'll, we'll reveal the revolt, the results at the end of the show. Yeah. There were a couple little things from the chat earlier. Um, somebody was asking about stay uh, It sounds like he's, I mean, based on what I've seen in the practice the last week, it sounds like he's going to, uh, he'll be back soon. I was guessing maybe after Christmas, but Luke Richardson said after morning skate today that he might get one of the two games before Christmas. So this might have been Arvid Soderblom's last start here uh, until Peter Mrazek gets injured again. But um, that that would be good to see. I think it's time to get Arvid back to Rockford and let him get some wins. Um, and then there was another chat in there. Was it about trades? It might have been Sam. Somebody was talking about maybe Davidson will start doing some trades. Uh, yeah, it said J- Jason's comment there, that top one. Uh, and they were, um, you know, Jay and I were talking leaving the building after the second period and kind of talked a little bit about earlier about a change. Some kind of change needs to happen. Yeah, something. Do you call up someone from Rockford or do you make a trade? Problem is takes two teams to make a trade i mean yeah. like it'd be it's easy to say just trade domi now or just trade kane and taves now somebody's got to be on the other end of that phone um and you yeah know, and it, with kane and taves you need their approval right and from what we understand those conversations will be happening in the new year after the holiday so we'll see i, I look to me i think you're best off unless you know Kane or Taves says, I'm only going to this team. That's it. Fine. But if there's any kind of bidding war to be had, I think you have to wait, maybe not until deadline day, but till much closer to deadline as things sort of heat up and teams figure out where they are. Are they contenders? Are they not? However, you look at a team like the Rangers right now, who's hot, won seven in a row, kind of making off for a slowish start here. And they might be wanting to intensify that playoff race and that playoff chase and and jump in before anybody else does. I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is. Um, but there's nothing 
that Kyle Davidson should should be shutting the door on right now. I I doubt there is. I'm sure he's been working the phones. I'm sure he, I guarantee you he wants to make a trade. He want he's probably been wanting to trade Max Domi since he got his tenth goal yeah. of the season. Um, and I I think, uh, you know, with, with Kane and Taves talking about waiting, that probably might be a best idea. And it, they might be waiting. They might be waiting as to as long as possible because if they're gonna go, they want to go to a team they're sure is a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, the Rangers have won seven in a row right now, but, you know, they were they didn't, last time we saw them, they didn't look like a world-beating team. And, you know, this is December. Where are they going to be in March? Yeah. You know, they, they're they a flawed team. Didn't look like it tonight, but they're a flawed team. Yeah, definitely. And the East is so tough. Like, as good as the Rangers have been, they're in a wild-card spot. They've won seven in a row to get in a wild-card spot. East is so tough, so they may wait a while so they can see you know boston's got 50 points are, are they playing over their heads i think a little bit you know is new jersey playing over their heads they may wait to see something like where where their things really shake out closer to the playoffs and then easy pickings and say okay this is the team i think's got the best shot since they have all the control yeah uh before we take a quick break and wait for mario to join us from the uc uh, some quotes rolling in here from Jonathan Taves, this by Scott Powers. Obviously, we'd like to be on a nice little winning streak, smiling ear to ear, fans going home happy, but this is just the way the game goes. There's ups and downs to it. It's fun when you're winning. It's really tough when you're losing. You got to battle through it in your mind and find, I'm sorry, you got to battle thoughts in your mind and find a way to get stronger and better from it. Really, that's the only choice. It's life and it's hockey. It's the way it goes. So Jonathan Taves with some uh, interesting I don't know, kind of philosophical thoughts, uh, you know, uh, in the post game here. And I think, you know, you, you talk about a guy who, who has been a competitor and a winner his entire life. And it's one thing to have seasons that didn't quite go as expected. Like last year, a couple of years before that with some expectations that fell short, but this is different. This is going out there and knowing in your mind, we probably don't have a chance to win before the puck even drops. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, I saw somebody had a comment uh, there. It's Mike says, Emily Kaplan said, Davison called all 31 teams and said all UFAs are up for availability, but he won't settle. That would mean Taves and Kane. So does that mean we we should check in with Emily Kaplan? Does that mean that they have waived their no movement clauses? I, I don't know. I would think that. If that was the case, that'd be all over the place. Yeah. And I think Emily would have, like, specifically said, Kane and Taves have waived their no-trade clauses. I would think so. Like, I, I that's not something you kind of just sneak in there. But if all free agents are available... Right. I don't know. Or is it all free agents that he can actually trade, you know? Right. So, he should be open for business. There's no untouchables on this, on this roster. I don't have a number. I was going to text her, but I don't have a number. I have her email. Oh. All right. Uh, Mario's standing by, but before we get to him, we're going to tell you about the best meat sticks in the world. That's right. Green Ridge Farm, your Chicago local meat and cheese comp- company. They make those all-natural deli meats that are amazing. Sausages, the jalapeno cheddar. Just bought some of those mm, the other day sausage. at the Mariano's. Delicious. But the meat sticks are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. They're all natural and hardwood smoked for eight hours. Chock full of protein, 16 grams per stick, 
Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. And the spicy chili is spicy. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making, and they're all natural, delivering a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. That's Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Hey, you guys like sunglasses? You should like sunglasses. And specifically, today I actually got to wear sunglasses. I actually got to put a pair of Shady Rays on today. It was weird. I woke up this morning and looked out out the window and was like, why is it so bright out here? Is that even legal? Well, our friends at Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it, and that is exactly what they've done. You do not have to break the bank this winter to get yourselves some quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you and your precious eyeballs covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, you've heard me talk about it pretty much every show. They have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you break or lose your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Just like that, new Shady Rays. Did Jacob Truba take a run at you from across the ice and knock them off your face and break them? Well, if that happened, hopefully somebody stood up for you and punched that guy in the head. And Shady Rays will give you some new sunglasses just like that. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality. That could tell you from being a customer of theirs, they are as good or better than any of the expensive brands on the market Shady Rays customers agree with that because they have given over 200,000 five-star reviews. It's a lot of stars. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product, and they told us here at CHGO, if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory. and They will do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays pays to ship them back. And an exclusive deal for our listeners. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout and you will receive 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. The more you buy, the more you save. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. All right, let's go out to the United Center and be joined by... That was weird. Let's talk to Mario Tirabasi, who is standing by in the press box. We are at full strength. We're fully powered up. Mario's with us. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. And after the game, read his three Hawks hits. We all write those after every game. Well, one of us does after each game. Mario's on that duty tonight, so make sure you check it out as soon as the podcast ends. Mario, I'm sure it was a cheerful and very happy Hawks locker room. Yeah, yeah, high fives and, and smiles everywhere. Um, no, no, it was uh, it was it took some time for the locker room to open. So um, you know, take take that for for what you uh, what you want. No discussions of players only meetings or anything like that. But um, maybe some extra words 
uh, around the locker room were, were necessary after tonight where it really seemed like the Blackhawks, um, tale as old as time, give up the first goal, give up the second goal, give up the third goal, and are unable to recover from that kind of uh, hole that they found themselves in. Even though if you, if you were to look analytically through the first 40 minutes of this game, you know, it was what, 4-1, beginning of the third period. Analytically, it wasn't, it, it, th- th- that score didn't represent how the game was, was shaping out between the, the Blackhawks and Rangers. Chicago had a, a, a good portion of the chances at, at uh, even strength, and they just could not convert. The Rangers were seemingly getting every bounce tonight. Um, they were getting a lot of odd man chances that uh, the Blackhawks talked extensively about after tonight's game. Both Luke Richardson, Seth Jones, and Jonathan Tays all spoke uh, tonight to the media, and, and they all mentioned the uh, amount of odd man chances that they gave up to the Rangers and how uh, essentially leaving Arvid Soderblom out to dry uh, far too often tonight. Um, being kind of the biggest re- one of the biggest reasons that the score was so lopsided. Rangers just capitalizing on any small opportunity they had. Um, and then the Blackhawks just having to chase the game, um, found themselves pinching, found themselves miscommunicating on a lot of chances, on a lot of rush chances for the Rangers and leading to, uh, you know, Arvid Soderblom, this, this wasn't his best game, wasn't his worst game. But when you have to defend continuously against three-on-twos, four-on-twos, two-on-ones, you're not going to save every one of them. Here we are again, man. <laughs> just same yeah. same stuff. It's tough. I, I saw we just read some quotes from Jonathan Taves from Scott Powers, and he's kind of like waxing philosophical. Like you have to can't let the intrusive thoughts come in and and those sort of things. And and we were saying how how tough this is to watch, uh, not only as fans but like. For us, that we were around these guys a lot, we talk to them all the time, and it's just got to be hell on earth for these guys to go through this. They're all competitive; they've all been winners in their career, right? Like at some point, every guy on this roster was the best player on their hockey team, right? All of them at some point was that good, and to come in just night after night after night, like the first period is such a great example. You feel like, wow, we played really well. You look up after twenty minutes, and it's three nothing. Like what the hell? It's got to be the most frustrating feeling um, for the, for this team. And and I, you know, we were talking before, and I would like you to chime in on this. Like talking about making a change for just for the sake of a change, call somebody up, maybe sit Jack Johnson for a couple games, not as a punishment, but to rest him and give it give Ian Mitchell a couple games before you figure out what to do with him. I don't know. Like something has to give here to try to shake things up and. You know, I know this is the plan, and I know this is by design. And ultimately, like, yeah, the losses are good in the long term for them, but for the mental health of the players in this locker room, something has to give a little bit. There has to be some sort of effort made to make it less horrible for these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's still early in the season for the complete roster overhaul um, that – I think we're, we're kind of expecting to happen at some point this year where four, five, six, seven, 18 Blackhawks might be on the move. Who knows? Um, so I, I don't really know if the, if the, if the call up is going to be the change. Um, Jared Tenorti, who left the game with uh, a, another busted face, 
Yeah. Um, it was in a different spot. Luke Richardson said it wasn't the uh, the same, the the chin. It was a different spot, kind of in the mouth and teeth area. Uh, we'll see if if that if anything's going to happen with that. If he'll be if he'll need to miss any time, um, but he was still getting checked out. Uh, they said post game. Um, so I, I don't know if maybe defensively they 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 look at at something. Honestly, though, I feel like if if there's any need for someone to come up defensively, it's probably just going to be Philip Roos coming back. So that's probably not your spark of change. Um, I don't know if if the plan is yet for Lucas Reichel to come up and be your spark of change. Um, I, I I hate to be pessimistic, but I, I really don't think that we're going to get a spark of change before the new year. Um, it may it may have to wait until later in January into February before, you know, we really see roster changes. And I don't know how much that's going to spark anything. It'll maybe be, we might have something different to watch, but I don't know if it's going to be any better, but I think that's by design. So, you know, I, 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 I think this is the team as it is. And it really starts to, to come down to them to kind of have to pull themselves out of it because there's really there's no trade that's going to come to improve this team um and and really outside of reichel there's really no one that you can call up that you would say would be a a, a massive improvement uh over anybody else with this with this roster right now and that's just kind of where the team is at yeah they're I, the, the the guys that are the exciting prospects are are not close to being ready uh to, to even be nhl players so this is the team. This is who they are. This is this is Blackhawks hockey for the 2022-23 season. Yeah, there's not a lot of help coming. Um, you know, Lucas Reichel, everybody wants to see, but why stick him on this team right now? I mean, I don't know what that's going to accomplish. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you uh, you reward a guy like Cole Gutman, who's been playing real well, had scored a couple more goals over the weekend, but he's not going to like change the fortunes of this team he's going to be another one of like hey look another bottom six guys that can add some energy um so yeah it kind of is what it is but i also agree with jay that they should do something should happen here to kind of like just to say hey look we do give a crap um you know but what was how was how was luke richardson after the game i knew you and i have been to a lot of post-game scrums this year and it's it's kind of you know, well, I liked how we played, but we just made a couple of mistakes. Was it kind of the norm from Luke, or was there a little more frustration or, or you know, I don't want to say anger, but, you know, emotion from him? Or was it kind of just like, yeah, we played hard, but we just we just can't beat anybody? Um, No, I wouldn't say there was a, a ton of emotion or frustration shown. I think, I think, and, that, and that's not to say he's, he doesn't care. That's to say, I don't think he's a guy that really gets too high or too low emotionally. Um, so I think he, he, he was coming at it as more of a, you know, very direct, um, very, you know, pragmatic way and just kind of talked through the, the, the issues that the, that the team had, that they, you know, that it's just kind of this, this slog of trying to have to overcome, you know, getting, getting sustained offensive zone time and having nothing show for it. And and playing twenty, you know, playing twenty good minutes of hockey, and not being able to score, and you know, even saying you know the way that they played that first period, 
if they come out of it and it's zero zero, or even if they're only down one nothing on the game's opening goal, where you know uh, I believe it was Philip Heidel uh, made a pretty impressive mid-air uh, baseball swing to to score the goal. If that's the only goal that they give up, they feel better about their effort. They feel better about their period, even if that's that's the only one that they give up. But you go into the first period, you're down three nothing. You have nothing to show for the offensive time, uh, the offensive chances that you're creating. So it's really a a, a snowball effect that they have to uh, try and, and and overcome, and quite honestly, try to avoid. This is 25 games out of 30 this season where they're starting the game down one at least one nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's constantly fighting back, trying to come back, and and it's it's getting themselves out of their structure. Richardson talked about it. Seth Jones talked about it. How, especially on the two on ones, when you're down and you're chasing the game, it's harder to stay in your structure, and that's how odd man chances happen. Defensemen pinch, maybe sometimes going a little rogue on some on some pinches in the offensive zone that lead to odd man chances. Sometimes, you know, it's 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 players trying to do a little bit too much individually to change the game rather than staying within the team structure. Um, but those are those are things that we've seen before with this team that, you know, they have to constantly have to try and come back. And, you know, on some nights they they are able to muster up, you know, a couple of goals in a, in a comeback effort. Um, but most nights they're not. I don't know. You know, this is what seven goals in their last seven games. I don't know yep. where these comeback efforts have gone. Honestly, I don't blame them for being exhausted from having to come back in every single game. It seems um, so. It's just tough. It's you know, we 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 were chatting about it at the game, uh, chatting about it. You know, during the third period when you guys were were, were back at the studio here. You know, it just the the fight just didn't seem there tonight and especially on a night where Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are celebrating their thousandth game as teammates like that's that should put a little buzz into the building it was a pretty well attended game and it just seemed like the effort um it just didn't translate and towards the end of the game you get you know let's go Rangers cheers that are unchallenged by the Blackhawks fans that were still in attendance you get you know a, a Bronx cheer fittingly with the Rangers, a Bronx cheer for Arvid Soderblom, like completely unnecessary from, from the Blackhawks fans. Like I get it. You're frustrated. Um, but those are, those are things that it's just like, come on. Like that's, you, you watch this game, you look at the seven goals that were, that were given up. Are you going to hang all seven on Soderblom? No. no. The only one I didn't like was the true one. I thought he should have stopped that because he had a clean look at it, but fine. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the more frustrating thing with tonight was is like the first seven or eight minutes of the game was really good. I thought they they were they were right there. They had some great chances to finally score that first goal of the game, but wasn't able to do it. And then it was like they gave up the first one, and it was like before you knew it, it was three nothing, and it was pretty much done at that point. Um, they got that goal, but then in the second period they played they played okay to start. They got the goal. Uh, thanks to Jacob Truba and, uh, you know, they, but then they gave up the fourth right back. And then it was, they, they, that's when it was kind of like, yeah, this team is, is coasting at this point, but 
you know, I think it was more for now we're starting to see there were so many games where it was like they fall behind one nothing, two nothing, they come back, they right away, maybe like right after they fall behind two nothing, they get a goal like a couple minutes later to make it two one before the end of the first period. But now I think you're starting to get they they played so well to start the game and they give up the first goal and then I I you re, I think you're really starting to get to well, here we go again and they just you know, where before they were like, no big deal. We've come back before. We're going to do it again. And now they give up that first goal and they're deflated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw that last season uh, at, at the beginning of last season under uh, much different circumstances. But yeah, Jonathan Tate spoke about it after the game. He said, we, we play with this weight on our shoulders right now where, you know, things don't go well and it just snowballs out of control and we're not able to, to recover from it physically and mentally he said so it is it is very clearly wearing on the players where you have one win in your last 16 games you're dead last in the league uh some of these guys have experienced dead last hockey before but the two biggest voices in the room you know jonathan taze patrick kane they haven't um seth jones has endured some bad seasons but not this bad like the leadership group of this of this team for the most part, has not played hockey uh, on on this in this kind of environment before. So, it is a it is a tough uh, tough challenge. It's a tough environment to be in where you're constantly losing, constantly on your on your heels, and um, it's 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 going to be up to them to try and kind of figure a way out of it. And uh, I, I feel like Luke Richardson is is trying to push every button he can, but uh, also trying to trying to still stick to the messaging and the structure that uh, that he started the season with, where they were having some successes. So I don't know what's really going to change it other than maybe they maybe it is just some real bad luck and they need a bounce or two. Patrick Kane needs to purchase a goal somehow um, and, uh, and maybe things turn around a little bit, but um, I, I really can't pinpoint what's going to make that change. I think this is just the Blackhawks team. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to our four stars of the game, uh, we've got over 100 people in the chat on a 7-1 loss um, on a Sunday night. Uh, We really appreciate you all being here. Uh, It means the world to us. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to talk about losses, but it is not tough to talk about hockey for a living. We love doing it. You guys are a big part of the reason we love doing it. So tell you what, we've got 37 likes right now, Stephen. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. If we get to 50... We'll take an extra spin at the tank, uh, at the tank simulator. Uh, so if we get to 50, that's a bonus spin. We get to 60, that's another bonus spin. So for every 10 extra likes we get, we're going to take an extra spin at the tankathon wheel at the end of the show. All right, so let's get to our uh, four stars of the game before we let Mario hit the road here. Three stars of the game. The number three star for the Rangers, Capo Caco. One goal, one assist, three shots on goal. Adam Fox, ho-hum, another three assists for him. And this one, he was a plus four for the Rangers. And your number one star, just to stick it right, stick that knife right in your back, Artemi Panarin. A goal, two assists, four shots on goal. He was great, and they showed uh, during the second period Artemi Panarin kind of messing with Kane before the game. And Kane had like, okay. Uh, good to see you too, pal. F off. We suck. 
get off my ass you get to see it's just kind of kind of annoyed at the whole thing and I, I can't blame him for that so anyway uh i'm gonna give my four star of the night to jonathan taves uh i thought he played really really well uh minus one on the night no points 1645 of ice time two shots on goal won a meager 67 percent of his face-offs but just kind of all over the place tonight. There were a few times uh, where he had really good looks, got in close, was battling hard. I thought that Kurashev goal actually went off his stick, but it went off Jacob Truba instead. I wish it did go off a of Dave's stick. I would have won some money. That would have been nice for you. By the way, just in case nobody knows, uh, Philip Kurashev's goal was the only point recorded by a Blackhawks tonight. It was unassisted. So only one point collected by Blackhawks, Blackhawks players in this one. So... Taves gets mine uh, partly because of the 1,000th game with Kane and partly because he battled his ass off and looked like a goal was coming from him for sure. I'm going to go with Philip Kurashev. Jay already gave my reason why I picked him because he was the only Blackhawk with a point tonight. Uh, Yeah, Jacob Truba, my favorite guy ever, uh, knocked that pass in. Chances are, though, if Truba doesn't get a stick on that puck, Taves is in there for the easy tapping goal. So I think that was going to be a goal no matter what. Um, but it's Kershev's goal. Uh, he, but Kershev was really noticeable tonight, and he's been noticeable the last handful of games. He's starting to get a little more creative out there. He's starting to figure out ways to elude defenders, to find some spots on the ice. I still think he needs to slow it down a tad bit at times. I think plays sometimes happen a little too fast. Yeah. And he kind of makes this great play, and then it's kind of surprised he was able to do it. And it's like, well, now what do I do? Uh, but it, it, there's definitely been improvement all season long. So Kershev had that goal. He had two shots on goal uh, and seven shot attempts tonight for Kershev. So, and a takeaway and no giveaways. So Solid. good for him. Yeah, pretty good. Thrill up. Uh, you know, our, our favorite uh, blue lines tonight, uh, there were no favorable Hawks. The best two favorable Hawks were uh, Kershev, the lone point getter, lone goal scorer, and Jared Tenorti, who only played a period and a little bit and had his face split open a second time. So uh, really not a lot of uh, Blackhawks to choose from tonight. Uh, But I went with Patrick Kane um, solely because this was supposed to be a uh, a memorable night for him and Jonathan Taze, their 1,000th game as teammates uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks, joining former teammates Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook. Uh, and a slew of others to reach the 1,000-game benchmark as teammates. I believe the active teammates that are still uh, playing and that have reached 1,000 games as teammates is uh, Anze Kopitar with both uh, Drew Doughty and Dustin Brown, and then uh, Nicholas Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin, even though I know Backstrom is currently hurt. So, yeah, big, uh, big company to be with with those guys. All right, Mario, you want to chime in on our poll? Uh, who is the greatest duo in Blackhawks history? Is it Kane and Taves? Is it Makita and Hull? Is it Keith and Seabrook? What do you think? It's Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Um, I'm, I'm writing about it in the, the Hawks hits tonight. Um, I don't think it's a hot take to say that they are the, the best duo the Blackhawks have ever seen. Yes, Makita and Hull are historically uh, great, amazing Hall of Famers. Um, they have their statues out there. Uh, Keith and Seabrook will be uh, headed to the rafters in, in the United Center. Their numbers are going to be retired. But so are Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. They're also going to the Hall of Fame. If they don't have a statue already commissioned of the both of them, I'm sure it'll happen sometime soon after they retire. Um, there's, there's not a more impactful 
pair of players for any Chicago team, at least in, in, in my lifetime, than Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Three Stanley Cups, a Consmite for each, an MVP for Patrick Kane, a Selkie for Jonathan Taze, uh, and just the way that they, for the majority of their careers, owned this city, it's Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, if we're talking about Chicago sports, um, Pivot and Jordan have an argument, that's for sure. But Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll give I don't you know. That. It's it's, But it was like Jordan and whoever you had with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like that was kind of the, I, I don't know. That's a good discussion. That sounds like a good uh, CHGO sports podcast topic. There you go. Coming yeah. up soon. I'll send it to Kevin. Um, but yeah, I, I look when you can, like you said, you combine the winning, you combine the accomplishments of both. And I, I agree with you that those two are the best tandem in Hawks history. Now I never saw Hall and Makita play. I've only heard the rumors from my pappy and my grandpappy and all that stuff. Um, but winning matters, hanging banners matters. And those guys did it at a better rate than anybody in this franchise's history. So they get my vote. Yeah. It pro- Yeah. It's tough. Like, Makita Hall, legendary players, um, but you know three is more than one, and you know in in a league you can argue it's tougher to win Stanley Cups back in Makita and Hall's day because it was just six teams, uh, but didn't stop the Montreal Canadiens for doing it every year for about thirty straight years. So, um, so I'm 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 gonna give it to Taves and Kane, but man, Keith and Seabrook are right there. You could argue if you who what duo was more important in those championship runs, and you don't necessarily aren't going to be wrong if you say either one. Yeah, yeah. Kane and Taves provided the the offense and the leadership and and all that stuff. But you know, you ask anybody who played on those teams, Brent Seabrook was the real leader in the locker room, and even Jonathan Taves will say that. Yeah. And some of those things that Duncan Keith was able to do, especially in that twenty fifteen run, were ungodly. I don't know if you win three cups with only one of those guys. Both of those guys were so important. So to me, it comes down to a coin flip between Taves and Kane and and Seabrook and and Keith. Kane and Taves will get the nod from most people because they had more of the the highlights. They had more of the spotlight on them, more of the glory glorious plays where Keith and Seabrook were doing a lot of things that would go unnoticed and didn't show up on a score sheet, but you needed every night. So, but I'm still going to go with 19 and 88. Fair enough. All right, Mario drive safe, man. We'll talk to you. Uh, we're back on Tuesday. Got an off day tomorrow. We're back on Tuesday. Yep. We'll see you guys then. Take care. That's Mario Tirabasi live from the United center. Follow him at Mario underscore Tirabasi and look for his three Hawks hits to drop uh, moments after this podcast is over. We do those after every Hawks game, so jump on to allchgo.com and check those out. Uh, We've got good stuff coming all the time. Good time to be a diehard at allchgo.com. You save on all of our events, save on all of our merch, and oh yeah, when you sign up, you get a free shirt or hat at sign up, and every year upon renewal, uh, and it makes a great gift. So if you're looking for a gift for the Chicago sports fan in your life, get them that CHGO diehard membership. It's absolutely awesome. And uh, like I said, makes a wonderful, wonderful gift. All right, we want to tell you about our friends at ComEd. Their energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessment that can keep that can help find 
energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last about two hours. Each recommendation will include an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, and potential incentives and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering biz. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, give them a call 855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a comed energy efficiency program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Hey, and all that money that you're saving uh, with our friends at ComEd, you can spend on some really sweet golf apparel, apparel and accessories with Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. You want to look great on the golf course? Not now. It's cold out there. But when springtime comes around and gets comp- and get compliments on and off the course, visit Pins and Aces, a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf pads, and even their favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. Drinks are going to have no problem staying cold right now, but come July, <laughs> yeah, beer that, sleeve, yeah, <laughs> that sleeve is going to come in handy. And last time I checked, seven is one more than six, and that's good. That is correct. That's almost a beer for every two holes. Um, check out pinsandaces.com, and you can use CHGO at checkout to receive 15% off your first order and get absolutely free shipping. That's pins and aces. Dot com. The Blackhawks will be golfing much earlier than most Ooh, hockey teams this year. Sheesh. So get the get the jump on them and get your apparel picked out. And hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You're a new customer. Bet five bucks pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Greg and I both missed our same game parlays today. We had basically identical Rangers to score first, Rangers to lead after one, but I had Kane anytime goal scorer, and uh, Greg had Taves, so we did not hit our same game parlay, but hell, it was fun to play along. Got greedy. Should have just stuck with the first period bets. Those are the easy money these days. That's true. Sean, our buddy Sean, he was in here earlier from CHJO White Sox and CHJO Bets. He's writing the, uh, the first period bets all the way to the bank. Yep, you're welcome, Sean. You get to keep your job on the bet show. Way to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game, and you'll get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And before we get to our tank standings and our tank sim, we've got to give you our DraftKings king of the game. Kings. And today wow. it's two kings. Wow. Kane kings, and wow. Taves, 1,000 games, three Stanley Cups, and infinite memories. So congrats to Kane and Taves. They'll receive a complimentary watch courtesy of Seiko. 
Seiko, the watch company that's probably not in business anymore. No, they're the DraftKings king of the game, and that's a lot of fun. So congrats to them. Yes. A 7-1 loss. You got to pick somebody. So thank you for these hockey milestones that keep happening. Yes. <laughs> All yes. right, let's get to it. That's whatever he's waiting for. How many likes do we have? We have 55. So five more, and we'll get an extra. Five more. That means we get three spins smash at the, the wheel. Smash the like. Smash the like. Smash those like buttons. If we get to 70, we get three. Four, I mean. I'm good at math. <laughs> all right let's do the tank standings first all right tank standings. i'm excited i'm all like ready to go it's, it's, it's sad that this is the most exciting thing of our it really show is now. isn't it all right so uh as you know as a hawks fan the blackhawks lead the tank standings with 18 points in 30 games they are a glorious 7 19 and 4 the anaheim ducks keep picking up points 21 points in 32 games they're 9 20 and 3 Columbus with 22 points in 29 games. Arizona, 24 points in 29 games. And the San Jose Sharks, 26 points in 32 games. I have a sneeze coming on. All right. Well, that will allow me to toot my own horn. Uh, <laughs> there toot, we go. Toot, toot. I do re- recall uh, one of the handsome three hosts on this show saying that, man, if the Ducks just call up Lucas Dostal, their young goaltending prospect, Maybe they'll actually start to win a few games, and they've won two in a row there you go. with my guy Lucas in net. That's it. That's a shakeup. Hey, That's what we're talking about. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once there in a while. There you go. There you go. All right, let's do it. All right, we get how many spins we're we get? We're at 58 right now. 50? Oh, come, come on. on. Two more likes gets us another spin. Come on. And these count. This is the actual draft line. We had to watch the game. All you guys have to do is hit a button. Seriously. It seems pretty easy. Smash that like button. Two more he is. All right, let's get the first spin out of the way here. All right, here we go. I get nervous for this. Like, it's actually going to matter. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, here we go. First first All spin right. at the wheel. Let's do it. No St. Louis. Oh! There we go. Oh! They pretty much stayed exactly yeah, the season ex- Look at nobody moved up or down. Did Are we sure? He did hit it. I hit it. Yes, he did. All right. All right so I'll take it. Wait, do we, since they finished number one, do we just scrap it? What do we do? All right, let's do this one more. Happened before. Do one Fill more. it up again. Let's do, do it, it again. All right, let's see if this one actually changes. Nashville. All right, the Hawks fall to three on that one. Nashville, ugh. Nashville. The league will not let that happen. They're yeah. not letting Connor Bedard go to Nashville. No. Hell no. no. All right, did we get to 60 yet? Come on, someone else smash the like button for the love of God. We need literally one more. There's yeah. 84 people watching. Come on, I'm doing it. Likes. No. S- somebody hit the thumb. I'm standing my ground. Yeah. All right, there, there we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. One more, one more, hey, one more. I Here we go. Up there. I never noticed it before. Oh, that's new. Here we go. Reset that. Get Nashville out of there. Screw Nashville. All right, here we go. There one more time. Nice one more time. Yeah! <laughs> Up you are to Nashville. Two out of three. The Hawks get the number one pick. It's good uh, Nashville gets number two on that one. Who is thumbs downing us? Kiss our ass. Don't do that. That's not funny. That screws things up for us. Yeah. It's probably that porn bot we keep banning. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah that's it. Porn bot. It's not my other account. Speak, speaking, <laughs> speaking of Nashville, we get to see the fun and exciting Nashville Predators versus these Blackhawks on Wednesday night. Yeah, that's fun. All right. I love be, my job. I love my job. <laughs> I, I'm not feeling I, so great all I, of a sudden. I love my on? job. I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> but I don't love the Predators. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in the chat. Once again, happy birthday to our friend, Region Rev. We appreciate you. And happy Hanukkah to those who observe. It's the first day of Hanukkah. Very exciting. The Hawks lit the first candle in the menorah today in the uh, atrium. So 
Pretty cool. And the Rangers lit their ass. They sure did. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you uh, Tuesday at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.